All right, a very good morning to you fellow listeners and podcasters on this 22nd of April, 2022. April. The 22nd of April? Are you serious? Weren't we just January like like yesterday? I don't know where this year, I don't know where this year has gone, guys, but uh, we're skipping right along. All right, today we have a topic that comes to us from my lovely missus, my my absolutely wonderful, wonderful wife, Janet. Um, and now, this is a subject that all of us have had dealt with uh, at one time in our life or, or another. Um, more of a challenge, if you will. We can all do great and wondrous things when life's path is clear. When everything is firing on all cylinders, and when the sun is shining, right? Sound 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 pretty good. But what happens when you get to that that time where your car breaks down? It might be leaking oil. You have a flat tire on the way to work. Your job is simply just kicking your ass, and you feel the weight of hopelessness on your chest like a seven-ton elephant. Does any of this sound familiar? Well, it it should. That brings us to this episode's topic, finding motivation when the going gets tough. Let's get right to it, okay? I came uh, came across a great article from our friends at lifehack.org. Um, super cool website. I, I just signed up for that and uh, you get a daily email and there's a lot of really cool um topics on there that that are motivational that kind of help you or organize your life and uh, this particular article comes to us from Mr. Daniel Riley. So Daniel is a writer who specializes in personal development and helping others become the best versions of themselves. He wrote the article and it's entitled 10 ways to keep going when the going gets tough. Perfect, perfect setting for for uh, Janet's topic today. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it and see what Daniel has to say, and, and we'll break this down together. Uh, Mr. Riley tells us, whenever you hit a rough patch in life, it can seem like the problems you're con- you're confronting are unique to you, and that the whole world is closing in. It might be that you're struggling to find a way out and just can't see the light of hope anywhere when the going gets tough. Thankfully, although you might not see it, there's always hope. Nothing lasts forever. Not even bad times. And doing things like remembering why you started in the first place and practice, uh, practicing using your courage muscle are just a couple of things that can shorten the difficult times. If you could find a way to not only survive but thrive when the going gets tough, how would your life change for the better? Here are 10 things you can do to make that happen today. Let's get right to it. All right. Number one, realize how far you've come. Whenever you get discouraged on the path to wherever you want to go, it is usually because you're only looking forward and not around you or behind you. Your journey through life will last until your final day. So it's no wonder that you you still see a long and arduous road uh, ahead of you. To keep going despite this, it's important to take a moment or two to look around. Look where you're standing now compared to where you first started. Look at how many obstacles and challenges are behind you that you managed to overcome successfully. The benefits of reflective practice are so extensive and it's little wonder why. It works, guys. Looking back at how far you've come is usually the fire you need to keep on burning brightly into the future. All right, moving on to number two, remember why you started. 
When the going gets tough, you need something to cling to in order to keep your grit. Very important word, grit. And remind yourself why you started doing something in the first place. Without this all-important why, you'll be quick to wander from your path. I, you know, I had a mentor um, years ago uh, ask me a very, very important question. Not, not really ask me an important question, but he said, hey, hey, Santos, you should always understand your why. You should always understand your why on why you're doing something. Once you can define that, you can organize the rest of the task that you're getting ready to do. And that makes perfect sense to me. All right, moving on with his article. Whenever the things are at their worst, your number one reason for doing the thing is going to be what pulls you through. As ex-Navy SEAL and motivation master David Goggins puts it, why am I here? If you know that moment is coming and you have your answer ready, you'll be equipped to make the split-second decision to ignore your weakened mind and keep moving. Know why you're in the fight to stay in the fight. I love David Goggins. He's he is uh, he's extreme for sure, but I will tell you he um, he makes a lot of sense. Uh, great great guy. Great great uh, great citation there. Sometimes life can be a, a, a bit of a fight, especially within yourself. Uh, therefore, having your reasons for continuing will always help pull you out when times are tough. Try writing these down and posting them in places that you look at every single day to, uh, you know, to help even have more impact on, 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 uh, your why, um, you know, I, I, uh, I have a things to do list that I always print out every single weekend and I put it on the kitchen counter for both my wife and I to see. And, you know, we check things off as we do. And the, the number one thing that I always have at the top of that list is have a date. You know, we, um, above anything else, uh, it doesn't matter if we just stop for an hour or two a day and go out, have some lunch, have some dessert, have some fun, um, make time for each other, you know, take that and exactly what, what Mr. Riley is saying and write it down on a dream board. Um, you know, those of you that have, that have done this before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Put, put a dream board up, put a vision board up. Uh, write little notes to yourself in in places that you're gonna look every single day. Right before you know, right on your mirror near your toothbrush, in your underwear drawer, in your sock drawer. Put little surprises for yourself that are that are going to motivate you. Okay, if that doesn't work, then try something else. The the the, the big thing is always remember why you started. You know, there's a reason there, there's a reason why we do everything, especially when we're trying to pull ourselves through tough times. All right. Number three, make it a habit to move forward. Habits are some of the strongest behavioral predictors that we have. Most of our habits happen in our subconscious and are triggered by our external or internal cues. The great thing about habits is they can be formed through conscious, repetitive behavior. And when practiced enough, they can eventually take their place in the subconscious and guide our lives. Couldn't agree more. You know, now, of course, you want the good habits to be guiding your life in the background and not the bad ones. I think that goes without saying, but, you know, hey, just got to throw that out there, all right? Um, There are going to be slip-ups, there are going to be bad days, and there are going to be circumstances that blow you off course. But moving forward is all about getting back on track and as fast as possible. If you can make that a habit, 
you can always get closer to where you want to go. Uh, number four, I, I really like this one. Uh, Mr. Riley has a really cool point um, that that broke it down. Pretty simple, actually, that I, we can all use this one. When the going gets tough in your life, one of the most effective frameworks that you can put into place is called if-then planning. This is the simplified version of something called implementation intention, a concept created by psychologist Peter Golwitzer. And it, it was uh, developed back in the mid-90s. It helps you make sense of confusing situations and to be able to take action when you're really struggling. The simplified process looks something like this. If X happens, I will do Y. For example, if I start to have negative thoughts, I will take 10 seconds just to breathe. Here's another example. If I feel extremely stressed for three days in a row, I'll take the fourth day off to recover and reset. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, some of us have jobs to where, you know, we can't, we can't take every fourth day off like, like the article says. So just, just make it work for you. If you're at work and, um, you know, you need to get up and walk, walk away for five minutes or, uh, go outside for 10 minutes and grab some fresh air to, to let it hit your face. Then whatever it is, whatever it is you have to do, if X happens, I will do Y. Remember that, uh, use if then planning. All right. So if then planning puts a strategy in place for when times are tough, it takes away the element of thinking, planning, and worrying as you already know exactly what you need to do in each situation. The beauty of of using if then is that you can change the if and then for different situations based on whatever works best for you at any given moment in your life. So it's interchangeable. It's not one stock answer. It's not one one stock thing. Um, It's... Uh, whatever's happening in, in your life at that point in time, y- you can change the X and change the Y. All right. Um, if, if X happens, I will do Y. Super, super good. Love that one. All right. Number five. Number five is vitally important. Please listen to this one um, to include myself. Find some mentors. With the internet becoming more accessible than it has ever been, there are so many ways to get a peek into the world's top minds and see what they do in their own lives when the going gets tough. The most successful people have had to overcome some serious struggles to get to where they are today. Do a simple search online and you'll no doubt find out all of the challenges that your favorite people had to overcome. Now, because of this, you should try to take inspiration from these people and find your own mentors. It's worth recognizing that nobody trying to live their best life can ever get through it without their fair share of challenges to overcome. That's just part of the hero's journey. I will tell you guys, uh, look, what my most favorite, favorite of all time is E.T., Mr. Eric Thomas. That guy is explosive. The routine he follows is just insane. Just, just look at, just Google him, look him up on YouTube. Um, he is definitely worth the listen. Uh, he, you know, he has motivated me in some of the things that he's said, some of his quotes. He's just an amazing figure. Uh, Eric Thomas, look him up, but you have to find somebody that works for you. The one thing that I want to caution to you about mentorship is a lot of people try to force themselves 
on others. Like I'm going to be your mentor. That's not the way it works. Um, several podcast episodes uh, ago, you don't force yourself on, on being a mentor to somebody. They are the ones that select you. That's how mentorship works. I, I've had a countless number of, of discussions and arguments with people about this. Um, because guess what? If you force yourself to being a mentor to somebody, nine times out of 10, you're going to turn them off and it's not going to work because mentorship is a two-way collaboration. I'm learning from you and you're learning from me. That's the way it should work. That's the way a good mentorship process should work, okay? So work on finding somebody, whether it be a public figure, whether it be um, a book uh, written by a great author, whether it be a family member, whether it be a friend, you have to find somebody that works for you um, that'll not only mentor you, teach you, coach you, but also, big word here, also hold you accountable. Accountability is very, very important in the mentorship process. Okay, moving right along. Number six, get out of your head. Sometimes all the reasoning, thinking, planning, and ruminating in the world doesn't get you anywhere. In fact, for the serial thinkers and problem solvers out there, it's oftentimes that too much time in your head results in even more struggle rather than a release of it. Yes, some things can get solved by thinking, but when the going gets really tough, it's usually just pure heart, emotion, and grit that are going to carry you through. Your mind can become a tyrant, and that's worth being aware of. When you feel your own thoughts weighing you down, it's time to step out of your mind for a little while and get into your body, lift some weights, go for a run, or take a pleasant walk. Remember, it's that five to ten minute break that I that I said that we all need every day. You know, um, go to a, go to a, uh, if you work in a warehouse and you can't get outside, go to a window, look outside, look at the sunlight. Just do something to break up the monotony, and do not let your head be a prisoner for you. Okay, the mind and body are much more connected than most people think especially when it comes to emotions and fears. And doing something beneficial for the body often benefits the unsettled mind as well. Okay? Get out of your head, guys. It ain't doing you no good. The only thing you're doing is you're driving yourself into the ground needlessly. And let's face it, we're all better than that. All right. Number seven, ruthlessly forgive yourself. One of the worst things you can do when the going gets tough is to come down hard on yourself. Everyone has these external and internal struggles. And the harder you are on yourself for having them, the more difficult and traumatic the episodes will be when you inevitably slip up. We're all going to slip up. I promise you. And I'm going to get to that. Um, Mr. Riley makes a, uh, a great point at the end. I'll talk about that at the end. A lot of people are far harder on themselves than they are on other people. And to keep going in tough times, you need to be just empathetic with yourself as you would with your best friend. If you are treating your best friend better than you treat yourself, you may want to reevaluate and rethink that. Okay, let's say that again. If you are treating your best friend better than you treat yourself, therein lies the problem. Okay. The hard times are much easier to get through when you are at peace with yourself. You'll be astonished at by how much less pressure you feel when you take time to forgive your own mistakes. All right, 
Number eight, take smaller steps. This is a good one too, guys. Listen, listen, listen closely to this one. It is common for people to stumble in life because they are simply taking on too much at once, whether it be too much ambition, unrealistic expectations of themselves or others, or some extra curveballs. Big steps can sometimes be too much to take. The truth about big steps is that they're, they're rare, disruptive, and difficult to keep up without crumbling. The big steps, the real life-changing goals and dreams that you have, can often be broken down into smaller steps that are more manageable and that will get you to the same place. If the going is getting particularly tough, it might be the case that you're simply trying to do too much at once. Try taking smaller, more manageable steps and see if obstacles and difficulties become easier to navigate. So what does that mean? Don't bite off more than you can chew. I am a habitual offender of doing that because I think I too am Superman and can do it all. I can tell you I've, I, I, I've, I've fallen far more times than I can count and taking smaller steps is definitely good advice. So Hey, don't bite off more than you can chew. Number nine, use 20 seconds of insane courage. This is going to sound silly when I read it. Totally makes sense and I totally agree. Everyone will agree that that the courage we have stored within ourselves is often finite and difficult to sustain for long periods. We tend to think that making a big change in our life and getting out of a rut requires courage for long periods that we simply cannot manage. The good news is, is that it's not true. Most of the pivotal moments of change in your life, including pulling yourself out of a hole when the going gets tough, come from small, courageous decisions in short, precise moments. Quite often, using 20 seconds of insane courage when it's needed is enough to completely change the trajectory of our lives. Whether it be asking for that promotion, deciding to go to the gym for the first time in months, or having the courage to break through your insecurities altogether, most of these only require a few seconds of insane courage. Guys, I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm going to go ahead and tell on myself uh, that 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 phrase in there or that sentence that was going to the gym in months for uh, or going to the gym for the first time in months. That's a real thing. And I know somebody out there listening in in, uh, in podcast land um, has dealt with this. You know, you can you can get up and, and and do all kinds of great things throughout the day, but putting one foot in front of the other to step step uh, through that door at the gym it seems monumental. So twenty seconds of insane courage, and that might look like you know what I'm going to get out of bed and I'm just going to do it. That, that may be all the motivation that you need, okay? So that's what Mr. Riley's talking about, about um, using 20 seconds of insane courage to, f- to, to propel yourself forward. All right, number 10, accept that your motivation will wane. Guys, this one is vitally important, okay? So I'm going to read number 10 one more time. Accept that your motivation will wane. One of the main reasons that people get discouraged and struggle to keep going in hard times is that they never expected their motivation to dip. When we start a project or enter a relationship or take something on new and exciting in our lives, our motivation is high and we're we're in a mindset of excitement. We start thinking about all the positives that could come from these things. Sound familiar? It should. 
should sound very familiar. All right. However, as time wears on, motivation levels inevitably drop and you start to focus on the negatives of what's happening or the added responsibility that you forget to consider. When this happens, you have literally two choices. You can put on your rose-colored glasses of the past and falsely remember how perfect everything was, or you can put on your realistic glasses, face the difficulty, and keep moving forward to something better. The true test of character comes when you hit a dip, motivation wanes, and you just don't feel like doing stuff anymore. The secret is to realize that all of this is temporary and you don't need motivation to act. It's nice to have motivation, but the true test of character comes when motivation inevitably wanes. In those moments, you have to ask yourself, will you keep going? Guys, don't think for one second that if you start something, whatever task, whatever goal, whatever mission that you have for your life or for your family or for your spouse or for yourself, don't think that your motivation is not going to, to lessen, to wane, as Mr. Riley put it. It's going to. You're not every. I usually tell people not every day is going to be puppies and roses. Trust me. If 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 it was, then we'd be a much better society. We'd be a much better world as as a whole. But it it's not realistic. And do not set yourself up. More so, do not set set your your mind up for failure. Okay. Things just don't work that way, guys. I'm sorry. To, sorry to say. All right. Dan's final thoughts. All right. So there you have it. Each of these 10 ideas for how to keep going when the going gets tough is versatile enough to be applied to almost any difficult situation that you find yourself in. Life is going to present many difficulties. This isn't something to fear, but something to embrace. With these steps, you can navigate the stormy waters a little bit easier, a little bit at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I can't tell you, I, well, I can tell you from personal experience the number of times that I've been knocked down, gotten back up, was in a great spot only to lose motivation and realizing that now I got to put in the real work. Dan Riley brought us some great techniques in order to organize ourselves, prepare for challenges, and most of all, how to get right back up after you've fallen down. Don't overcommit yourselves. Rest. Have a healthy outlet to decompress. And most of all, remember why you started in the first place. All right. As always, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm also on the Wisdom app for those of you that are familiar with it. That's the live streaming podcast app that you can download off the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. And finally, my website over at uh, cmike.org. And that is C-M-I- ke.org cmike.org and that is the courtesy of the brilliant staff over at podpage.com big thanks again to mr david riley of lifehack.org and especially to my lovely janet for bringing this topic to our airwaves today i love you penguin i love you very very much honey i will leave you with this my wife knows i'm a huge huge sucker for the Rocky Balboa saga. Matter of fact, when she hears that line right there, she's probably just going to bust up laughing and roll her eyes because she knows I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sop when it comes to Rocky. If there was ever a moment when the going got tough, it's when Rocky was training to fight the big Russian. 
This is what Duke, Apollo's former trainer, said to Rocky as he was getting ready to face Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. And Duke says, Apollo was like my son. I raised him. And when he died, a part of me died. But now you're the one. You're the one that's going to keep his spirit alive. You're the one that's going to make sure that he didn't die for nothing. Now you're going to have to go through hell. Worse than any nightmare you ever dreamed. But in the end, I know you'll be the one standing. You know what you have to do. Do it. Do it. Charlie Mike. Bye now.